On today's show, another day, another lawsuit against Volkswagen. Only this one's a doozy. There's massive disruption coming in automotive insurance, which could save you a ton of money. And Peter Schreier celebrates a decade at Kia. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Man, it sure seems like every time you turn around, someone else is suing Volkswagen over its diesel scandal. Last week, we reported that two states in Germany sued the company, plus BlackRock, the largest private investment group in the world. Now, Bloomberg reports that German investors are piling on. Nearly 1,400 lawsuits have been filed in a court in Germany, which total a staggering $9.2 billion. And that poses a big problem for the company. It did not set aside this kind of money to cover the crisis. And that could cut into investments in new technology. Even without the crisis, VW would have been challenged to prioritize all its investments in new products and facilities. Speaking of scandals, many of us wondered how or if Takata could survive following its crisis with defective airbags. 15 deaths are linked to its exploding airbags, and in the U.S. alone, it has to replace 70 million inflators through 2019. And yet, at least five different investment groups are in line to try and buy the company. Actually, that's not too surprising. Takata is still a critical supplier. There simply are not enough other airbag suppliers to take up the slack if Takata were to go out of business. So the investors are hoping to buy Takata for pennies on the dollar, fix it all up, and flip it for a nice profit. Coming up next, there's a big shakeup coming in the automotive insurance business that could save you a bunch of money. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Over the last several years, more than six dozen new insurance startups have popped up, and they could really disrupt traditional car insurance companies. The latest of the startups is called MetroMile. That, among others, is backed by billionaire Mark Cuban. These new startups borrowed a page from the travel websites in that they allow consumers to compare multiple insurance quotes at the same time. The idea also is that they can cut costs by making the underwriting process more efficient. But you know, there could be an even bigger disruptor that could even upset these insurance startups, ride sharing and car sharing. In another decade or so, there's probably going to be fewer people shopping for car insurance because they won't even own a car. Hey, congratulations, Peter Schreier. The designer is celebrating his 10th anniversary with Kia. Man, time flies. Sure doesn't seem that long. And it sure seems like Schreier made the right move leaving Audi in 2006 to join Kia. He's now president and chief design officer of Kia Motors. You know, there's a number of vehicles that make their way through the Autoline garage, and the seat time section of our website gives us a chance to share our impressions of the vehicles that we test. There's a ton of information, and right now you can learn why I think the new Chrysler Pacifica is shattering the stigma for minivans. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. 
for the people at Dow. Racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. And now it's time to go through some of your questions and comments. Samsung wants to know, why doesn't EPA regulate and restrict emissions from chimneys and heating systems? Proof they are on an anti-auto agenda. The EPA is starting to look at other sources of pollution, like electric utilities, ocean-going ships, and commercial aircraft. I wouldn't say that the EPA is anti-auto, but there's no question. Cars are doing all the heavy lifting when it comes to improving emissions. And yet, cars and light trucks only account for 16% of all CO2 and greenhouse gases. Kit Gerhardt notes that, it looks like more and more car companies are going away from the standard automatic transmission shifters. I just saw a Ford Fusion ad showing some kind of rotary dial shifter. Yep, once you go to electronic as opposed to mechanical shifting, you can put the shifter anywhere you want. It saves weight, cost, and opens up packaging space. And everyone is going to do it. I happen to agree with Tom C. He says, Requiring the driver to have hands on the wheel seems to defeat the whole purpose of automated driving. Don't we have that now? It's called cruise control. <laughs> yeah. Why have automated driving if you need to pay attention and keep your hands on the wheel? What's the benefit? M360 has a question about autonomous cars as well. Can anybody shed some light on this consideration? What happens when you're in one of those autonomous cars and something unexpected happens? Well, I think you're going to be surprised how well autonomous cars can already deal with unexpected situations. Google has a video of one of its cars encountering a woman in a wheelchair holding a broom chasing a duck in the street. The car patiently waits until she shoes the duck out of the way and then it goes on its merry way. This is what autonomous engineers call situational awareness and they're using deep neural learning for these cars to learn how to drive in unexpected situations, even learning how to read hand signals from bicyclists and policemen. Lex wants to know, when is Ralph Nader going to come out against LEO motors unsafe at any speed? What are the crash ratings on the LEO? Well, there are no crash ratings on the LEO. It's officially classified as a motorcycle, so it doesn't have to meet those standards. LEO points out that it has seat belts and airbags, but these vehicles will not offer the kind of protection that a passenger car does. Steve W. also has an LEO question. Why do auto journalists give any credibility to LEO? The only thing they've done is collect both deposits and money from investors. They haven't produced one production vehicle in the years since they started the project. So why are you picking on automotive journalists? 59,000 people have reportedly put down $1,000 deposits for the car. And that alone makes it a worthy news story. 2012, Big Perm brings up a question of ethics. I can't imagine the pressure of running a publicly traded company, and I'm an honest man. But who wouldn't cheat with so much money on the line? It's wrong, but I would probably do it too. No, no, don't do it. People have to have the courage to stand up to corporate malfeasance, even if it risks losing their job. And as bad as that sounds, it's a whole lot better than going to prison. And finally, NotBen101 has an amazing confession to make on an automotive website. 
I'm a college student and I can say in my four years of school, I have not needed a car. I pre-order my groceries online, then pick them up with the zip car, which is a one hour rental. Then I use public transportation for everything else, but I am going to get a bike for those places that public transport cannot reach and would be too expensive to rent a zip car for. Well, thanks for sharing that, Ben, because I'm pretty sure that what you're doing is going to become very common in the not too distant future. Hey, thanks for all your comments and questions. It's really fun to go through them and think up our answers. Hey, wait, before we go, here's a reminder about AutoLine After Hours. Did you know what Fiat did to turn a Mazda Miata into a Fiat 124? We're going to have Leah Horton, the head of engineering on that car, in the studio. So join me and Gary Vasilash for some of the best insights into the automotive industry. With that, we wrap up today's show. Thank you for watching.